coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double the value of your company within three years or give you your money back. Good day, Dave. Good day, Mike. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This weekend, I spent some quality time reading a book called How to Do a Gemba Walk, um, just kind of diving in to what makes a gimbal walk effective and really how to apply it in a manufacturing environment. It was really, really good. Well, that's interesting because we uh, have been doing gimbal walks for a while now. So if you Mm -hmm. feel like that's a resource, it's going to clarify some things for us. I look forward to reading it and then we should recommend that. I think so. I think so. What's really good is a lot of people have coaches and and they, they go to the source of where the work's happening, but how they approach the work, uh, their posture, how they ask questions, if they ask questions, if they fix things on the gimbal walk, if they're identifying issues and dealing with it right then, how deep in the weeds, what it's meant to do, even has a guide for coaching in it. So if you're coaching somebody, how to coach them, what's ineffective, what's stable, what's unstable. Um, it made me think of every facet of the gimbal walk. Um, which is very important to uh, manufacturing. So it, if it got me thinking, I was, I was happy. So it was a good read, quick read, about 120 pages. It was a, it's a, it's a good book. Well worth the 25 bucks on Amazon. Good deal. Look forward to uh, breaking it open and checking it out. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Michael? Today we're going to talk about onboarding and uh, really how important it is to onboard people properly because I think it's a real gap for most of the companies that we encounter in our travels. Um, they bring an employee on board and uh, they think their work is done. Yeah, it's uh, onboarding really keeps a, gets a company gets a company where it needs to be as far as a culture, as far as uh, just keeping employees and keeping turnover down, man. I mean, we, this turnover problem, especially in the trades, is a big deal. Well, you know, we talk about uh, the fact that it's easier to get a new get a new employee, and uh, so in this environment where it is more difficult to get a customer than it is to get an employee, you've got to retain the employees that you hire. And statistically, you know, if you're a baby boomer and you weren't onboarded properly on Monday, you're looking for a new gig on Friday. I mean, a millennial, not a baby boomer. Uh, I'm sorry, a millennial. But I think you know what's interesting is. The baby boomers used to not want to do that because they thought that it was wrong. You know, you don't want that, you know, you, that's not the right way to do business. But they've seen enough millennials do it that they'll do it too. You're right. Yeah. Now, now I think back in the day, I think they would kind of roll slow and just deal with it and say, yeah. hey, I have a job. It's respectable to stay at a job for a long period of time. And they told my generation, Gen Xers, don't just start a job and leave it. Right. Yeah. So, so, and then we kind of like, okay, well, how does the Gen Xer get ahead? Because pension plans and all that started going away. So we started working, getting reputation, going somewhere else for a raise and then working, getting reputation, going somewhere else for another raise. Cause the caps were different for, for our generation. Now millennials step in and say, 
um, how are you affecting my quality of life? And sure. if it isn't, if it isn't good, by Friday, I, I'm already looking for another job. Yeah, all bets are off. And so I think millennials and Gen Xs are saying, yeah, I think the millennials have got it right here. So um, it's all about making sure that when you bring that person on board, you onboard them properly so that they uh, are set up for success. They feel like they've made the right move. This is a great company. Um, they've communicated their mission, vision, and values to me. So I understand, you know, what success looks like. Um, they've introduced me to my teammates. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, but, you know, I guess first and foremost, I think you got to have a strategy. And it's got to be a repeatable strategy. Like you do the same thing over and over and over again. Whenever you onboard an employee, you pull out the plan and you walk through it step by step. It's actually even a checklist is what we recommend. It's almost, we recommend having a binder. Like you have a binder and every time you have a new employee, it's the same binder, the same steps. Um, one thing, the first thing I like is I like to put a, almost like a video together where you do a quick video of all the key people in your organization being like the leaders, leaders of this department, that department, HR, plant manager, give everybody like 60 seconds to tell their story, what they do and how they're there to help the new employee and splicing that together. And then after that, you go right into the binder where it really sets the clear expectations for that employee, has a job description. This is what you're going to be held liable to. Um, this no, is what we're expecting. Responsible for. Yep, this is not liable to, yeah. <laughs> but responsible for, right? Right, right. And uh, you can have a company handbook in there so you can do a quick review of that. Um, if the CEO is not going to be present during the onboarding um, orientation, then he or she should make a video. Um, for for the uh, new employees, this this is the CEO, and this is the message to the CEO. The CEO, sh I mean, definitely, I think the CEO should do one and really tell the story of the business. Yeah. Um, what our mission, vision, value. He should be the one that says this is the direction of the company. This is what we're all about. If we're a family kind of feeling business, or for a corporate drive performance business. Or, you know, what kind of business that is and what the feeling that business really comes down from the CEO. He should definitely do that. Sure, sure. And then, you know, um, you know, we'll talk about a little bit more in terms of uh, identifying what training needs are. Um, so, you know, you have an environment, you have an ERP system, for example, um, that may be different than the ERP system that the new employee is using his previous role. So there's going to be some training around the ERP system. But... Um, you know, the idea that, uh, um, you know, after you've met the team and you've had a chance to see what your job description is all about, you understand what the mission, vision, value of the company is. Um, it's a great idea to go back and talk to those people maybe 60 days later and ask them, hey, how was your onboarding? So you can get a feel for how effectively are you onboarding these new people. You know, if you sit them down 60 days after their start date and, hey, how's it going? How, you know, how are you feeling about the job? Hey, how, how did you feel about your onboarding? Did you, did you get the information that you needed? Do you feel, did you feel comfortable? Well, I mean, everybody who has a job there in their, in their job description, there are key things that they're responsible for. And those key things will have KPIs, key performance indicators that say, hey, this is how you're doing. And hey, our expectation is that you get to know A, B, C, D, and E. Those are the critical parts of your job. So this is the training that goes that you have to go through for those five pieces of your job. 
and this is what we're going to do today. And then they launch them into that. And if it's a whole, if somebody needs a whole bunch of training, that might go out in the stages, but every stage is trained and then has a key performance indicator tied to it. So not only you got to take this subjectivity out of the onboarding performance because, ah, you know, I really, I hired Frank, but, uh, really don't like, I don't like him. He, he looks, he looks weird. So I, I don't, uh, you need to take all that away and say, you know, Frank is getting 40 pieces an hour and he's required to do 35. He, he's up, he's at work every day on time. He stays until the bell rings at the end of the day. He leaves. He doesn't take long lunches. He's friendly. Um, he's approachable. You know what? He, he seems to be checking all the boxes there. Let's see how the relationships develop over time. But you got to take the subjectivity out of the onboarding so you have something to measure against, right? Oh, absolutely. That's the whole thing about making a plan, right? I mean, most people, most companies just don't take the time to make a plan. Can I interject something? Sure. They got to make a good plan. Because well, a lot of people make a plan, but it's subjective. Sure. Right? Yeah. 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 So you you, you want a, an objective plan that you're executing on, and start somewhere. I mean, you can uh, continuously improve that plan, but you got to have a plan. You got to have something that's repeatable that everyone's using, and they're on the same sheet of music. Um, because it, I mean, if you don't, just and so what's amazing, Dave, though, is it, we're talking about a little bit of work putting this plan together, right? And so, um, it, it, most companies just won't commit that you'll tell them people make parts, machines don't make parts, people make you successful. If you have the right people on board and they're engaged, you'll be successful. If you don't have the right people on board or if your team's not engaged, you won't be as successful. And they'll nod their head and say yes to that. But then they won't invest the time and energy to put this plan together. And this is just so key for success. I mean, you got to have a solid plan up front and put all the work in up front. So this is easy. So it's welcoming and it gets people going. And, and you've made this several times. Once you have somebody in your fold, you've identified the training needs, you've set that up and you've worked through that. If you're a company larger than 15 people, say, or 20 people, you should really consider assigning a buddy to that person. So... What you do is you take somebody and say, okay, you're going to be working beside Sally all week and Sally knows this job. And if you need help, talk to her. Sally, I need you to to take Joe around the building and and show him what's going on and show him what we're all about and take him to the work center, uh, whatever that work is. Hopefully it's standard work. And uh, if you have questions, you have somebody right then and there. If it's a smaller shop, kind of everybody's your buddy and you do the introductions, but a buddy can be very valuable in a larger shop. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, in, in an integral part of that onboarding process, just knowing, I don't want to ask a stupid question, but I think Sally would tell me if it was a stupid question. That's right. Me. Yeah. That's right. Kind yeah. of a buffer between you and the manager to at least, hey, this person's watching out for me, making sure I'm successful. Gives you a better feeling. Plus, it, it starts a good relationship there right at the workforce. Sure. And then Sally also, is that's job enrichment for her. Because she gets to be the ambassador for the company. And That's right. Starts feeling good about the company. Oh, yeah. You identify four or five of those people across your organization and use that. And, and they want to be key, right? Yes, yes, yes. And, and we can talk. And, you know, this, this, isn't, this is a very powerful message, but it's short and sweet for you guys. Hopefully you get a lot of value out of it. But one thing we'll wrap up with is follow-up. Have your HR person or the hiring person follow up with that new person at the end of the first day. 
hey, how are things going? Is this what you expected? Are there any problems? Anything I can help you with? And then at the end of the first week, get back with that person. Same questions. And then at the end of the first month, and then follow them up with 60 days. And then they come the 90-day review, there's no surprises. This person is getting your very best effort. And the only this will keep you from making a lot of bad hires and keeping people internally that aren't going to measure up because you're going to understand because you're going to be engaged with them. Absolutely, Dave. And, and this is a scenario where, you know, um, typically we don't have time to do it right up front, but we have time to do it over again. And over and, and over again. It's just so expensive. It's ridiculous. So, you know, I'm, I'm with you. You've got to have a plan, execute the plan for onboarding if you want to have success. I'll tell you, it, the people are the most important part of any business because they keep the business machine running. Um, they're where relationships at work, they're or where we deepen our companies and treat them as a unit, as a team. And doing it right the first time, there's a lot to be said about that. And we care about people and we want you to do the same. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.